1: we're back babies charity stripe at your free throws because they're free fisher to we have a very special guest today the fantasy guru himself michael fabiano joining the boys also in the miter espn 1090 shout out to everyone listening there hello hope you've had a happy new year fabs welcome to the show how I know you are a crazy man and you're in week 18 and there are some crazy people in week 18 of fantasy football, but a lot of us are finished. It's kaput. We're not dealing with the guys who may or may not be sitting and starting and rolling the dice there. How have your seasons ended up? How many leagues were you in?
2: So I was in 15. Okay. Uh, Toss knows all about this. Um, made the playoffs in 12. And in the three, I didn't make the playoffs. I was just outside of the the top six. Mm-hmm. Uh made it to the semis in seven, made it to the championship in five and won all of them. Oh. So I had I had a good you yeah, had a good year. Uh the one league that I thought I was definitely gonna win, I lost. And I, I actually got beat by Alex. I was undefeated in the uh the believe uh invitational and I ran into Amari Cooper and that was the end of me. <laughs> and my that team was good. my team was loaded and it just did not perform well that week. So um that goes to show you that just one bad week could knock you out no matter how good your team is. But I had a good, um, I had a good year, uh, winning five titles, uh, won a little cheddar uh, here and there, uh, some some championship belts, all kinds of fun. I didn't, I didn't the, a couple of leagues that I really try to win, and I didn't win this year. Was the Allison Chains League, would I'd won what like two or three straight years in a row. Um, Scotty Ian from Anthrax won that one, and um, a couple of other ones that I wanted to do well in uh, got knocked out in the playoffs. But overall. Uh, can't complain about winning five championships. And in that same weekend, uh, my beloved Dallas Cowboys were uh, gifted the chance of winning the NFC East.
1: Nice. Well, I'm, I'm glad you. I'm glad you can admit it. it's very, very kind to admit that maybe it probably should have gone to the Detroit Lions. But I hey, we do pull for the Cowboys on our show, and we hate to. And look, Toss led our team. Past you, you were fortunate, and that team was nasty. That team was ridiculous. The one you I, had, the believe, invitational. It's crazy, dude. I
2: mean, you just and honestly, like me, me and Toss made that trade. It was like Josh Allen for like Dak, and you guys won that trade. And uh, people yeah. in the league were like, Oh, what are you doing? You know, blah 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 blah. Like, dude, <laughs> you can never ever know. You never know. Like, Dak was phenomenal. You know, I like, Dak was, I, yeah. Josh was better than Dak, but I, but it was real close. And then I gave yeah. up two other pieces. So, um, and one, one of being, which.
0: One of which being Jordan Addison, who once Jefferson went down, he was a sure. huge part of our, our, our team's success going forward. You also gave me the option of Russell Wilson or Dak. Right. And I was I was dead set on it being Dak instead go of toss. Russell Wilson. And that made all the difference. And and yep. so and I that's mean, next why year, I yeah, that's why yeah, I, go I tell
2: people in fantasy never, ever, ever veto a trade, ever, because you don't know. Even if unless the trade is garbage, like unless somebody tried to trade Josh Allen for, you know, Mitch Trubisky, then you put it up to a league vote. But otherwise, let it go, man.
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, I'm commissioned a bunch of leagues and when everyone's like, oh, why, why is this trade going through? Why are you pushing this through? It's like, well, these are grown people these are grown men like making these trades. These are adults. Like they want to make this deal. They want to make this deal. And sometimes, and you never know how it's going to roll end up and you never know how guys can play. And there are so many unsung heroes. And I want to get into like, you know, maybe your MVPs, your unsung hero of each position, and then your LVP. And we could start with the quarterback spot, but going through the, this morning's research, like there are so many guys out there that had just like really sneaky, quiet seasons and guys that have come on in the last four weeks. Like, David Njoku in the last four weeks is a league winner. Brees Hall in the last four weeks is an absolute league winner. So there are guys that come on and, and they come on strong and you really never know how things will shake out and trade, especially when it's like, like you're saying not like a Trubisky for a Josh Allen type deal, but MVPs will start there. will start positively. Who's your MVP at the quarterback spot and then go running backs, tight ends, wide receivers.
2: So the way that I look at MVP, like mm. in fantasy, it's obviously much different than in real football because you can also look at where a guy was drafted and what kind of draft capital he cost you and what his production was. So like in that case, like you could make an argument for Brock Purdy, you could make an argument for Dak, you could make an argument for Jordan love who is a QB five during the course of the fantasy season. I mean, you know, the obvious answers are going to be like Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, you know, those two guys. So, I mean, if we're looking at just strict pure numbers, you know, you're probably looking at Josh Allen, right? Um, If you're looking at a guy who was very good and didn't cost you a lot of draft capital, probably Dak. Mm. Yeah.
0: I think it's a, I think it's a fair, fair pick because a lot of people drafted Dak with the intention of him being their QB one. Maybe they, uh-huh. they also supplemented that with an Anthony Richardson pick or something like that. And, you know, they right. thought they'd, they thought they'd take a risk on a guy most people were picking Purdy up off of the waiver wire early in the season. Same thing with Jordan Love, unless Stroud. you're just a hardcore Packers fan. Yeah. I mean Stroud, CJ yep, Stroud, obviously. Yep. But Dak's consistency throughout the year. I, I know you said Love ended up as QB five, but a lot of people had a tough time with him like week five through week yeah, nine where the stretch. Packers were, where they really struggled, yeah, where you good. couldn't really play him. So right. I mean, I mean, we're biased, Fabs, obviously.
1: Yeah, but I had Dak. Burrow and I went yeah, with I ended up good. going with Dak before Burrow got hurt. I ended up making a switch early to Dak. He ended up being the more consistent quarterback and he was, he was kept in my league for a 12th rounder. And like, that's where he went. If you want to talk about value versus stats and hitting that pinnacle, Dak Prescott meets that, you know, and fits that. Well, in, in
2: my, in my Fabio awards, which I've been doing forever. Yeah. um, My comeback player of the year was Dak hmm. because number one, he finished as a top three quarterback. He was a middle to late round pick. And what was the talk about Dak the entire off season interceptions? Interceptions, yeah. bad decisions. He he he's had eight this year in sixteen Crazy. games. Yeah,
0: he's Amazing. also run. He, he ran the ball better than he has in the last two years as well. I, it's just one of those things where they always tell you, like you have to have a top five QB ADP wise going into the season. You have to use your your first four draft picks at the quarterback position. You have to have Mahomes, Allen, Hurts. That's the only way you win your fantasy league, and that would have been was, right. That would have been was right. how.
2: That was how we were discussing the position this year in past years. No, you were right. at least for me. I always waited on a quarterback. Always, always, always in this year. I didn't in some leagues I did, but most leagues I tried to get hurts or Mahomes. Mahomes, he was the biggest bust of the year, by the way, uh, as far as I'm concerned. You know, I tried That's to get Josh, uh, a burrow, uh, you know, guys like that. And it blew up in people's faces in some cases, right? Mahomes yeah. was a disaster. Uh, You know, Hertz was good. Don't get me wrong. He wasn't as great as he was last year, but he was still very good. I mean, 15 rushing touchdowns. Jeez Louise, that's an NFL record. Actually, it's going to be interesting to see if he or Josh Allen uh, rushes for a touchdown this weekend because if one of them does and the other doesn't, they would set the record for the most rushing touchdowns in a single season by a quarterback. So um, I will be waiting on quarterbacks again next season. It's something that I've typically always done. This past season, I I strayed from it, and uh, in some cases, it burned me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, it, I went with Burrow, burned me. Other spots, I waited with a Goff, you know, and got lucky. And, and Goff was solid. He was like, you know, a top ten quarterback a lot of times. And two Q and I was in a two QB league, and I waited double. Like I got Baker and Goff, and like that ended up like working out. So I'm with you. I'm reverting back to going to a spot where I'm waiting to draft a quarterback. You've given us your LVP Mahomes, your MVP, I like it, one of those guys. And they also fall in that unsung category. So we go to the running back spot, MVP, LVP, and your
2: unsung guy. So um the MVP is M- McCaffrey for sure. I, yeah. He scored 120 more points, uh over 120 more points than Travis Etienne who uh, was the RB two. So, I mean, (laughs) and and, and, and it sucks that he got hurt in championship week. And you probably, you may have lost because of that, but he got you there. He was scoring a touchdown every week. He's a perfect fit for that offense and Kyle Shanahan's system. So he's the, he's definitely the MVP. Mm -hmm. Um, The least valuable player. Mm. It's gotta be Tony Pollard. Um, It sucks to think about that because we're all Dallas fans but Pollard was a first round pick and he was bad. Yeah. Right. I mean, he would go through like stretches where, I mean, the last like three games, he's had single digit points and he ended up finishing as the, as the RB 14, but he was real inconsistent and the numbers just weren't there. So I, I, I gotta say Pollard is probably uh, if you want to talk about like a, a running back bust, that would be who I'd go with. And then the unsung hero, See, I don't know if he's unsung because people are singing his praises. It's Kyron Williams. He's yeah, the guy was the guy was a was had an ADP on the NFFC website in the first week of September in the two hundreds. So he either didn't get drafted or he was or was drafted really really late, and he ended up finishing second in points per game behind McCaffrey. It was phenomenal. We all drafted Cam Akers. We all thought he would be the guy that if you waited on running backs, maybe he could be your RB two he had a good stretch in the second half of 2022 and uh yeah we all know how that
0: ended up so yeah it's got to be Kyron Williams well, I, I, yeah I was just gonna say with the, the acres defense at the beginning of the season I think it was more about the system and trusting that this offense could be productive and it had to be productive at the running back position more than it was the talent of Cam Akers because we have seen him you know with the and obviously he ended last year on a bit of a hot spell but yeah, I think Kyron was a league winner as well, right? We were talking about that before. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I, and And I want to defend your uh, the the Pollard pick because I think a lot of people probably thought. Oh well, I picked Nick Chubb in the first round or at the early yeah, second but, round, yeah. and he was out. But you you probably made adjustments. You might have picked up Jerome Ford, who right. also was a really productive running back. Kareem Hunt had his moments as well. Like yeah. you were able to move off of that and still save your season yeah, I, in a I way where Tony to, Pollard you were you were forced to play him almost, and he I never. I try not to put like yeah injured players into
2: that kind of category though, right? Yeah, because Chubb was fine before he went went down. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I I try not to. Not to do that. I mean, it, injuries are, and this season it was insane. I mean, how many injuries happened uh, across the the entire landscape of the NFL on the offensive side? But um, yeah, it, it, it sucks because you know, listen, I, there's reports out there that the Cowboys may sign Dalvin Cook, and Dalvin's over the hill, and you know, it's because Pollard just hasn't been effective, and he's you not know, RB one up too, so.
1: Yeah, I just like I think a lot of people felt that he would be an RB1. I'm not saying it was CJ Anderson bad from and that's a deep cut from years back, but a lot of people, you C.J. know, C t- Anderson remember he's actually good. A friend of mine. He's a good dude. Sure he's great. Sure looked. He also, he also
0: torched the Cowboys in the playoffs
1: for the Rams. No, that he did with the Rams. Nothing is ever Rams, personal yeah. on the show. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, look, we know everyone knows a bunch of guys. I'm sure he's an awesome, awesome dude. But yeah. I and you know, there was years ago where he was taken as a top 10 running back and he kind of and he was supposed to be that RB one and he didn't fit the bill in fantasy. Yep. I think Tony Pollard, with Zeke leaving, a lot of people thought he was going to take over the man and be a top five guy, and he just wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say maybe throw out our guy Bijan, I mean, and we're all Texas, we're Texas guys, we're Longhorns. But I think Bijan was taking. But he his
2: he up. still finished. He still finished like in the top twelve, right? Yeah. So I mean, so he was still he was still an RB one, but he just wasn't nearly as good as we thought he was going to be. And I don't think that's any fault of his own. Arthur Smith, I'm never drafting a Falcons offensive player prominently again until that guy's out of there. <laughs> I don't know what the hell he's doing, but I'm out on Arthur Smith. He was, yeah, the, I, he was a fantasy Grinch, you know, all year.
1: Honestly, but like that's the thing though. Like, I, I and I'm not saying it's Bijan's fault, but there were games where he had he had goose eggs. He had a goose egg in them pretty much in the meat, in the most one of the more meaningful games of the season. The yeah, no, yeah, like
2: yeah, yep. No, he he did, and then you know he had that game. Remember where like he was active, but he was he was sick and he didn't play. Right. And right. Uh, you know the the NFL fined Atlanta for that because they didn't report the the injury. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, let's put it this way. It was a disappointing season. He still finished as an RB1. He finished as a low RB1, but he finished as an RB1. But you're right. He, that ceiling is way bigger than RB12.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, you thought, I'm not McCaffrey level, but you thought maybe he could be, you know, where Etienne is, where James Cook is. Like, those guys had really strong seasons. And I, I, Bijan was at times just, and then important times not, imagine, as, not ima- as prominent.
2: I wanted the Cowboys to get him so bad. Imagine if he ended up with the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. All yeah. right. Anyway, let's I mean, keep going. I don't want to depress myself with that. Um, that <laughs> great.
1: I would. I would have been. Ha- I no offense to the Falcons or Arthur Smith. You know, shout out to his fam. But like, I would. I would have been happy if like he ended up somewhere like, like not in Atlanta, who didn't really necessarily didn't really need him. Like that wasn't what they needed. Tyler Algier was fine running back. Like they didn't really need to go take a running back eighth overall.
2: They could have taken somebody else. Like it was it was just an awkward fit. I'm still yeah. disgusted with Mozzie Smith. What the freaking hell was that? It guy stinks.
1: Classic taco trip. I mean
2: taco Tra- <laughs> Exactly. Same stupid thing. Yeah. Waste, of, waste of a freaking we've, we've first. Hit, round pick we've though. hit on it's a so lot bizarre. of we've hit on
0: a lot of picks. So we, we have,
2: can- but that one sucked. And and when it happened, I, just, I was
0: like, come on. Just, just wait. Just wait. Maybe he needs to see Michigan win a national championship, and then he'll turn into a different player. I don't know. He could get inspired. Whatever. I'm just saying. Just saying. It's like
1: he can't pick a defensive lineman. He's amazing at drafting offensive linemen, but like the defensive lineman in the first round, like I feel like is his kryptonite. Same with like the Pats and receivers. Like we can't take a good wide receiver to save our lives ever. At any like Tyquan Thornton, yeah. I knew the minute we took him, he was gonna be garbage. All right, speaking of receivers, let's go to receivers MVP, unsung guy, LVP. Give it to us.
2: Um. CD, the best wide receiver in fantasy football. And he, and he helped you in the fantasy playoffs. Nobody scored more points than CD Lamb. Yeah, not even close. CD, giddy up, man. Love it. Um, And he's going to smoke the commanders this week, hopefully. Uh, So, yeah, CD is definitely the, the most valuable player. I'd say the unsung hero, again, not really unsung, but it's Puka. Mm. Puka had an ADP in the 200s. If you go back and look at the ADP data from NFFC, which is National Fantasy Football Championships, like Isaiah Hodgins got drafted ahead of him. Marquez Valdez Scantling got drafted ahead of him. Like a bunch of bums got drafted ahead of Puka and he went off. You know, at the end of the day, he's probably going to have the best rookie season ever. He's only, yeah. he only needs, he only needs That's why they're going to, they're not playing Cooper Cup this week. They're not playing Stafford, but Puka's going to play until he can break that record. Then he's going to be gone for the rest of the game. Um, I think he needs 37, 38 yards, something like that to break the record, uh, that Justin Jefferson said. So, uh, Puka is going to be the, the unsung type wow. of hero and, uh, boy, I tell you, <laughs> at, in terms of like the, the, the least there's so yeah. many options like wide receiver had a lot of problems this year mm. and I'm trying to avoid players that like got hurt. Right. So like, I like Jefferson, I don't want to say because he got hurt. You know Cooper Cup got hurt, but even when Cooper played, he was kind of inconsistent.
0: Um that—that that was almost the most impressive thing about Puka was that no one, no one thought he would sustain. Yeah, we that, all thought that level of production with with Cup back, and he was able to, which was so impressive. Fabs, I know you, I know who your LVP was until the championship week, but he kind of balled out and probably saved some fantasy, fantasy championships. Yes, he had a fantastic week seven. Yeah,
2: but the week before he was awful.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure. So yeah, there's some people who might not have started him in the fantasy championship. Yeah, and,
2: and the thing is that he still finished in the top 12 at wide receiver. So <laughs> man, <laughs> I, right, I I, it's, it's so hard because like, Higgs. Yeah. But Higgins got hurt too. I, so Higgins is probably um, up there on the list, but in terms of guys that like, that Calvin really did not do what we all hoped he was going to do. Like, Stefan Diggs was awful for the like first half. Yeah, but he still oh finished God. in the top nine.
0: He was also like the best receiver through the first six weeks too. So you got up so to yeah, a really. So I mean, like I
2: can't, here. I can't give it to him. Like if we say second half, then mm-hmm. Diggs. So it's probably like Ridley. You know, Higgins is going to be on there on the list. Um,
0: can I? Can I throw? We already, yeah. we already, we already mentioned the Falcons, and I know that this guy wasn't the same level of ADP, but Drake London was. Sure. A lot of people took him as a wide receiver too, or mm-hmm. maybe they went they went double RB and they went hot. Like, oh, this is a low end wide receiver one. He was a massive disappointment this season. Yeah, I, in my-
2: I, yeah. It, th- th- there's just so many um, that did not live up to expectations, but they were kind of more on the lower end type. You know, like we yeah. all like Christian Watson to maybe you know have a really good year uh, after he was great in the second half of last year, and that didn't pan out. But think- it, if I'm eliminating the injuries. Yeah, you guys are probably right. It's probably it's probably Higgins, all because he missed a couple games with injury. But even when he played, he wasn't very good. Um, and, and Calvin Ridley, who people were drafting, what in the round in the third round, fourth round, and uh, nice. a worst case scenario, fast drafted fast. ahead of Christian Kirk, and yeah. he had some good games, but he still finished as the wide receiver twenty four, and he was drafted. He was certainly not drafted as a wide receiver twenty four.
1: I think we on our show were saying though, like Christian Kirk. It's not like he's going anywhere. It's not like their rapport is going away. Like Christian yeah, Kirk was still has good a lot before of,
2: he got hurt. Yeah,
1: he's a lot of value still. There are like there I'm, and I'm and I'm going through it now. And there are some guys that were still solid. Like I guess Garrett Wilson, we could attribute to the Rogers injury, and like we could give him. the – Yeah, and he wasn't
2: terrible. Guy. You know, he yeah, he wasn't terrible. He wasn't as consistent as we would have liked, but he wasn't terrible. Yeah, I, 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 it, it's hard. It's hard to like you know go you know, unless you're going to include injuries. Then it's probably Jefferson and and Cooper Cup. Because, you know, Jefferson missed so much time and Cooper cup missed time. And then when he came back, remember, like he was, he came back, he had like two strong games and you're like, yes, he's back. And then he had like i I don't remember if it was like a three to five game stretch where he was awful. Yeah. And then he picked it back up. So, I mean, if we want to talk about a guy like where he was drafted, I mean, Cooper probably still went what third round, second round, uh, even though he was going to, you know, he was going to miss the beginning of the year. So still pre- pretty prominently drafted. Uh, I mean, he, he finished as you know the the wide receiver thirty nine, and he averaged thirteen point seven points per game. That's bad for Cooper Cup. So if we want to yeah. throw in injuries, you, you may give that to
0: Cooper Cup.
1: Yeah, there's like a bunch of guys.
0: Yeah, I, I'm never going to give it to a guy like JJ, who was the one one through and through. There was no way you were going anywhere else with that pick, in my opinion. And same thing next year, like CMC will be the number one pick. Knock on Woody he stays healthy the entire season because we know what he four can do years with that. in
2: a row that the number one pick has either gotten hurt, failed to meet expectations statistically, or both. McCaffrey twice, Taylor, and now Jeffery mm, Taylor,
1: yeah. It's tough. I think – I I don't mind Cooper Cup inclusion versus Jeff, Justin Jefferson because we knew going into the season that there were injury issues, like we're mm-hmm. saying. Yeah. Like we knew yeah. what we were getting ourselves into almost. Like Justin Jefferson Justin is like anything else. Like you roll the dice. Like it's football. Guys get hurt. Like you know, you can't like not take a guy because, you know, maybe you don't want to be disappointed when he gets hurt. You never really know. But like yeah. Cooper Cup, if you took him in the second or third round, you knew what you're getting yourself into. Another yeah. guy, Matt Garrett Wilson level, I would throw maybe a out there. Like who was solid. Yeah, he wasn't still. as good as
2: we thought. But yeah, wasn't he wasn't awful, well. but he wasn't good as we thought. Yeah, yep.
1: yeah. That's a guy out there. Um, tight end. I think I, I think I have a gut feeling who the LVP is. Uh, who's your MVP at tight end, and maybe
2: who's your unsung hero? See, the MVP and the unsung hero could be the same player. Um, Sam Laporta, because Sam Laporta finished the fantasy season with the most points. Uh, and he's a rookie, and you drafted him, you know, mid to late rounds, uh, and he just went. He went off crazy. So, uh, so for me is definitely, I'll say, I'll say the MVP is Laporta. I'll say that the unsung hero could also be Laporta, but if we want to give it to a different player, Evan Ingram was really good this year, Yeah. you know? Uh, And, and, you know, I thought he would see his numbers drop because he had a really good year last year. He hadn't really strung together two good years in a row in his career. And then the Jaguars all of a sudden had Calvin Ridley. So now you're thinking, ah, oh, he's not going to be as good. He was really good, really good. You can also, you can also give it to Njoku. Um, but Ingram was more consistently good all year long. Whereas Njoku was like a guessing game for the first, you know, couple of months. And then second half of the season, he took off. Yeah. So Ingram, mm-hmm. And then, I mean, the, 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 it's gotta be Kelsey.
1: Yeah, 100.
2: And and Kelsey, Kelsey was the tight end too, but if you look at what he did last year compared to this year, his points per game was way down. You know, in the second half of the year, he was terrible. We were talking more about Taylor Swift than what he was doing in the stat sheets. And so, and and he's going to be 35 next year. So I don't even know if Kelsey is going to be a, a top 24 pick in 2024, assuming he returns. Hell, if I'm him. Maybe I just retire, man, and I just go on tour with my girlfriend, and you know maybe start a family. And uh, he's got plenty of opportunities off the field. I don't know, but um, there were other disappointing yeah. tight ends. Kyle Pitts. Well, Kyle Pitts always stinks. Like we, we Kyle Pitts always stinks. Um, they
1: should never have it, taken him. Like that's Waller, the story Waller. of the Falcons.
2: He didn't get, he he didn't get dropped Falcons. really high, but Waller, right? Waller was the guy that I was thinking about because what was the topic on Waller? He's going to get all the targets. You know, he had that one preseason game that he played all all the targets and then he ended up getting (laughs) hurt which he does often and the numbers weren't great even when he played so i mean waller's got to be in that conversation for sure hawkinson would have been the mvp but then he tore up his knee um yeah in that final game i think it probably would have been hawkinson but i
0: got to give it to i got to give it to laporta shout out some some unsung hero love to isaiah likely too because he came in
2: Fantasy playoffs? Yes.
0: Yeah. He stepped in really, really well once Mark yep. Andrews went down. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No we
1: kind of knew on our show though, like we were we were saying when that Waller trade happened and all the Giants fans were so pumped. It's like, wait a second, let's pump the break. It's not like y'all gave up nothing. Third round pick is a valuable guy. That's like a potential starter on your team. And like he gave up more than that, too. And this is a guy that's really talented, but he's also off injured. And so if it doesn't Danny- shake out
2: He's 30. He's not young anymore. You right. Know? Yeah. Right. Uh,
1: he's not young. And like, and like, you know, like tight ends, like typically he's not a young, young guy's game. Like th- I think that's also more of the shock value with LaPorta. Like I had the LaPorta golf stack. And before we were Nobody, like, you know, th- th- we
2: were- like I have to go back and look at it. Cause we, we still have one more game left, you know, 17 game schedule. Um, LaPorta got hurt last week, but he still played through it. I don't know if he's going to play this week, but hopefully he does. But he, if he hasn't already, I think he might score the most points of any rookie tight end. I gotta I gotta go back and look because I don't know the exact number. Um, but two twenty-five is is in the top two or three. That's crazy. Shockey was shockey, I think, had one of the one of the great seasons uh as a rookie. Keith Jackson, you remember Keith Jackson? I know yeah. you guys are a like lot younger than me. Uh you know, Packers, Eagles, um, uh, really good tight end. He had a phenomenal rookie season. Um, but Gronk. But, gronk's rookie season was good but not top five hmm. um evan ingram had a top five rookie season as well if you remember with the giants hmm. so um but laporte is right up there and again i don't have the stats right in front of me but if he hasn't passed jackson for number one he he, he could
1: that's crazy and I, and I, that offense is fun man i'm excited to watch them in the playoffs and i think that that team at times, like, people were like, oh, no, we missed on Gibbs. Like, Gibbs is kind of a disaster. I think that was a lot of the sentiment on Gibbs early on in the season. And then he came on. Montgomery was a guy that you got in that sixth, seventh round, and he came on, too. Was and like, was good. A, He was a really good RB, too, like, for a lot of the season. And I think we we kind of knew about Laporta because we were going through, like, and making fun names. Like, oh, what, what, could your best fantasy football names be in, going into the season? I think Toss actually might have been yours. It was Laporta Potties. And I think that was one that, and then we just because of the potential name, we were excited about Laporta well, going, going Noah into the No
2: Hawkinson, year. obviously the Lions yeah. like to use the tight end. They do. My hangup was tight ends typically don't do much as rookies. And yeah. so I liked him, but I had, you know, I, I was, I was cautiously optimistic. Rookies are making a bigger impact across the, the sport now in the last few years than they ever have before. and. I will tell you right now, this rookie crop in 2024 got some good quarterbacks, got some really good wide receivers. Running backs, not really that great this year, but like a guy like Marvin Harrison Jr., that guy's going to get drafted in the top 50 um, yeah. because people see what rookie wide receivers, I mean, it depends on where he gets drafted too, but you know, people are seeing what rookie wide receiver did. Tank Dell was awesome and then he got hurt. Uh, Zay Flowers had a really good rookie year and this class wasn't even considered like super strong. Remember, no. this was all like a bunch of little guys. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, Josh Downs is a little guy. Uh, Zay is a little guy. Um, Tank. Tank is a little guy. A lot of a lot of like little dudes, and they all, uh, for the most part, met or exceeded expectations.
0: Yeah. Jaden Reed. He's another yeah. little guy who. who Jaden really Reed, yeah. yeah. yeah, Reed, Reed. Yeah. He was.
2: He was I love Jaden Reed. I love it, man. I can't wait to draft him next year.
1: The uh, okay, so I think that gets into it. Maybe some sleepers for next year, based off this season. Maybe three, four guys, if you can. Like if you're uh, so
2: like e-
1: eager to draft that could break out next season from what you've seen this year.
2: See, I, I I'm so OCD. I don't know that I would call Jaden Reed a sleeper, but right. like a guy, uh, like a player who's going to take like the next step.
1: Next step. Next step. Like not like guy that you can get like, um, late round, like a Puka type, but like next I step. Could
2: definitely. Yeah, I could definitely see uh, Jaden Reed taking the next step to being like. You know, sort of like a maybe not an elite wide receiver, but a really you know a really good wide receiver two type. uh, You know, I don't think he's going to be Devontae Adams, uh, you know, in Green Bay, but I think he could certainly take the next step. You know, Rasheed Rice has got a ton of upside, but again, I mean, he finishes the wide receiver twenty one. I could see him being a top fifteen wide receiver next year. You know, now he's got a year of experience under his belt. He'll get some postseason experience. I don't know what the Chiefs are going to do at wide receiver in the off season because that could all you know if they go out and get like Mike Evans or something like that, that'll, you know, completely blow up uh, in people's faces. So, um, you know, we, we, you know, we got to see what, what some of these teams, uh, you know, ultimately you're going to do tank Dell is another guy, right? He was really good. And then he got hurt and missed a lot of the year. Like imagine the numbers that tank Dell would have finished with, if he was able to finish the year. And, that, and that's one of the concerns for me is like, he's, he's not big. And so like the injury that he, that he suffered, if you guys remember, it was not because of his size, he got rolled up on. Right, remember right. that in that game. So, um, but Tank Dell is a guy that I'm really looking forward to, like seeing, you know, what he can do. You know, can he take like, you know, the next step and become like, a, you know, a top notch player? I think the same thing goes for Achan. You know, when he played this year, he was really good. He had two or three games where he wasn't great, but you know, he missed the beginning of the year and then he got hurt and he missed like what four or five games in the middle of the year. If we get a year of Achan. I mean, you, you could be looking at a top 10, top 12 uh, running back. So uh, certainly he is a guy that's going to get drafted, you know, pretty highly. Um, and again, I don't know that he's necessarily like a sleeper type, but he's a player that I'm like, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm excited to see like what the next step is. James Cook, same kind of thing, right? I mean, he, he was okay in the first half of the year, and then he had some really explosive games in the second half of the year to kind of took off, except for that week when everybody started him against, what was it? The, was the, the I don't remember who it was the Chargers? Remember that one game with like he he killed the Cowboys and then the following week, I can't remember exactly who it was. It might have been LA and I he just laid an egg and I'm like, God darn it. Like we all started him and he stuck. Um yeah. but then, but you know, like but James Cook is another guy. If Buffalo doesn't do anything in their backfield, you know, in the offseason, like he could be a guy that we're drafting in round two, round three next season.
1: Yeah, he's a guy I kept and like he's a guy in, in the eighth round, and I'll lose him for a sixth now <laughs> next year. Yeah, and I have to do it. I have to lose him for a sixth. Uh at tight end, like
2: yeah, Michael Mayer is a guy that I think you know could could mm. pop next year. You know, showed some flashes here and there. He wasn't great uh overall, but like he could definitely, you know, pop. Trey McBride's gonna be a huge breakout type of guy next year because Beast. you know, for the first half of the year it was Zach. Uh and then and then Ertz got hurt, and then all of a sudden McBride started to get burn and targets, and like pop, there he goes. You know, mm, yep. he's another guy that could end up being a top five
0: player next season. Mm-hmm. Full season of Musgrave too, without injury. Yep. I think it's an interesting yep. guy to look at. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, point being, like rookies, you you don't be afraid to draft those guys. You know, no, be no, reasonable no. about yeah. it, and and it needs to be a productive offense, like the Lions, like what the Packers turned into by the like end of the what season Houston turned into. Yeah, yeah. Like what Houston turned into. They, too. They, they no were, one could have ridiculous. known that. We didn't. We didn't know that was happening, though. It was impressive, though. It, yeah.
1: it was impressive. Um, yeah. Last couple for you, Fabs, I'm going to let you rock. Yeah. Um, one, one that we always asks uh, ask our guests, um, but one tailored to you. You get to do fantasy football with a lot of people, a lot of cool people, us included. But I, on our best of believe, you did do. If we do one of your guests was a fantasy football guy, uh, one of the guys in your leagues, and he's from one of mine and Toss's favorite TV shows, Mr. James Roday. We, we are big psych guys on the show. Mm-hmm. So, who is the best of all the cool people you get to do fantasy football with? We had Wainwright, we, you know, a bunch of guys I, that are out of the football league. i the, the
2: one because, like, there's so many. I mean, and I'm not humble bragging here. People will break my, break my balls and be like, oh, Fabiano's they're just my friends, you know, like, I mean, uh. Is there someone at Who's the best at fantasy football
1: is the question? question. <clears throat> that, that not, not, not who the coolest person is, but who is like the person of notori- of notable, like you know, like oh, people would know that famous person for too. something
0: else that's the best at fantasy football. Miz Miss is good.
2: Ms. Ms. G- is good. Okay. Uh he he knows his stuff. Uh Wayno is good. He knows his stuff for sure. Uh Jerry Cantrell and Mike Inez from Allison in Chains are both really good. They've won my That's league. Hilarious. They've won their league. Those guys are good. Um, and You know, like I, I'm i in a league, you know, the Allison Chains League with Michael Buble. I don't really know him like personally. And I don't know <laughs> if he runs his own team because sometimes, but if he does, he did really well this year. He did really well this year in the house. Al- he got beaten in the finals by Scott Ian uh, from Anthrax. So, but again, like, I don't know if Michael runs his team. I'm guessing he does, uh, but he, he's, he's been pretty competitive. Terry <laughs> O'Connell's really into it. Um, he's very competitive. He normally does, uh, pretty well. Jerry's funny though, because he will, he likes thinking outside the box. And I think that's why he did well this year mm-hmm. because thinking outside the box got you into the playoffs and maybe into a championship berth. So Not for sure, uh, because it was just, just such a crazy, you know, crazy kind of season. So, um, yeah, those are some of the guys like Roday's great. And Roday is very much into charity. And so he plays and participates in the league where, you know, he can win money for charity, which is great. I love James. Um, he's one of my, one of my, you know, close buddies.
0: I mean, plug, that, he's, he's plugged in. You can tell just, he watches everything. Oh no, he, and he's, he is a diehard Titans fan. He loves yeah. the Titans.
2: So, yeah. I, I mean, I, there's, there's more like, you know, I, I see. I just don't want to drop more names. Cause you guys, who's, gonna, you, who's
0: your, who's your biggest you're rival? Good. I mean, who's yeah. your biggest rival? Like who have you had over the Miz. years? Miz. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, every time we play each other, I hate losing to him and I love beating him. <laughs> the guy's a I, rival with everybody. After <laughs> the Games League, It was my third year in a row in the league championship. I won the previous two and I played against him and he beat me. And I told him, I'm like, that was bigger than you beating Cena at WrestleMania. It was, oh, man, <laughs> it was, it was, it was. <laughs> um, you know, or, or marrying Maurice, like you totally married and you know, you, you went completely, uh, uh, over the top there. Y'all you kicked your coverage you know we but me and mike are like bros we just break break stones when it comes to almost everything so i don't like losing to him but i love him uh he's yeah. such a great guy it's
1: a great one he's a, he's a he's a great rival i'm a wwe guy so he's a great person Dude, to be a right. i'm rival. going to rumble okay. no
2: so um uh i had moved to uh, south florida yeah and um i rumble is my favorite pay-per-view and i've never been yes. to one i've been to wrestlemania's i've never been to a rumble it's about a four hour drive from where I am.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so, and like, I haven't seen my, my boys like in forever. Um, you know, I haven't seen Mike since I left California. Um, I, I saw Colby Seth Rollins, um, yeah. a few months ago. Um, but I, I want, you know, I, I, and, and, you know, Becky, uh, Thad who, you know, Titus O'Neil, I, just, I like, just, there's just like so many, you know, Tommy dreamer. I mean, I actually have, Tommy and I are good friends, but I've never actually met him in person, right? Because really? I'm, he's in New York and I'm down here and I was in California for so long. So I'm going to get to see Tommy, um, Nick, Nick Mammoth, I mean, Dolph Ziggler, who's no longer, you know, in WWE is also a good be, buddy. I'm, uh, I'm, go I'm, I'm guessing that he'll probably be in the area too. So like, I'm really excited to just see my friends, you nice. know, I don't, those guys are on the road so much. I, I very rarely get to see them. So uh, it'll be, it'll be good to see. Um, and, and I love that. I love that pay-per-view and I think this year is going to be a lot of fun. Like we had Tommy on the show yesterday on my Sirius XM show and he was talking about wrestling is in a really good place right now because you know, punk went back to WWE. Uh, Seth is, is on fire. Rock's going to end up facing Roman Reigns in WrestleMania. At least that's what it kind of seems like, you know, AEW's got some, you know, old WWE guys and that, you know, they've got some talent there. I don't really watch that, um, but they, I, I know that they have some talented guys, Cody Rhodes and what's going on with him. So like wrestling's in a really good spot where it was kind of not, you know, through COVID for a while, like you had, yeah, your superstars, so but it was kind of, yeah, meh. yeah. Now, I mean, under, under Triple H, I mean, it's really, really rebounded. So as
0: an aside, I was listening to like a, you know, everybody and their mother did a 2023 recap best of on whatever podcast you listen to or news outlet. And one was an entertainment one. It was like best deals of 2023. And they have that endeavor purchasing of the WWE on there. And I think it's really, it's going to do a lot of great things for, uh, for the league. And as Josh puts on his heartbreak kid, I ass, had to switch my that hat. That's out. what I was dude, getting. They got dude, this
1: for my, they got this for my birthday.
2: He yeah. was my favorite wrestler growing up. Not even growing it, was, up. it was, it was, it was Sean who I've never met. Um, Bret Hart, who I never met and Ironic. Stone Cold, who I know. Those were my three favorites. Um, you know, I mean, when we were kids, like you guys are younger than me, but like, I, you know, I loved Hulk Hogan and the ultimate warrior in Macho Man, you know, like the old school guys. And those Mm -hmm. aren't even the old school guys. I mean, you can go way back. Like to the Bruno San Martino's and the Vern Gagne's and stuff. Uh, That's going way, way back. But uh, yeah, during like Attitude Era, it was Sean, it was Brett and Steve. I love those guys. I was at, was it WrestleMania 11 where Sean faced uh, Diesel? And that was the WrestleMania, I believe, where it was Bam Bam Bigelow against Lawrence Taylor. You remember that one? Yes, that was a long time ago, probably before your time. But, um, but I yeah, it. I I love Shawn Michaels. To the me, he's show. the greatest wrestler of all time.
1: Thank you. Now, couldn't of all the things that you've said in our show, I've agreed with that. This is the thing I agree with. More, ten toes down. He's the most entertaining. Puts on the best show. Gives yep. it the most effort. Like and his moves are sweet. Like I was in high school with the whole Undertaker phase. It was the best thing on. It was the best thing on TV, arguably. They absolutely yeah. murdered that rivalry. Um, last yeah. thing we always have. Loved, our...
2: um, loved him when he was in the Rockers, you know, yes. with, with Marty Gennetti. After. And, you know, I remember After. watching the barbershop where, you know, he super kicked him and threw him through the glass. All well time. Yeah. Um, so real, real excited to go and check out the Rumble um, for the first time. And I, I think it's going to be a really cool event. So gonna yeah. be good to Toss, You want to end us?
0: Yeah, Fabs, we always ask everybody that comes on our show the same question. What is your favorite sports memory? Could be you watching, playing, anything related with sports. Sounds like you just Um, gave us one, but give us the one that pops into your head. uh,
2: 1999, Yankees clinched the World Series against the Braves. I'm there. Mm, My uncle, who was a big Yankees fan, had passed away um, very recently. It was a really hard year for me. I uh, lost my grandfather that year, who's a big Yankees fan. I lost my uncle that year, who is a big Yankees fan. And my cousin, his son, and I were, we we got bleacher seats for the game where the Yankees clinched it. And I felt like my uncle was there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. my, the Fabianos are all Yankees fans. And then on my mother's side, the Delalos a lot of Yankees fans too. So, you know, we're Italians. Yeah. And so like that was one of the most memorable if not the most memorable moment for me was to be there when the Yankees clinched. We swept, we swept the Braves. Um seeing the parties afterwards, going back on River Ave and uh it was awesome. It was so great and just you know feeling like my you know my my uncle and my grandfather, both grandfathers were like kind of like there with yeah. me. Um that was that was a really cool uh event. But I, I've been lucky enough to go and see some pretty cool stuff. Uh, I was there for David Wells' no hitter, uh, the perfect game against Minnesota. Uh, that was—I don't want to get into the, the whole story of it, but trust me, it was a lot of fun. Um, I, you know, I, I've, I've been able to, to, to be at some pretty cool uh, sporting events, uh, but, but definitely the Yankees uh, beating the Braves, and you know, after what happened, like with having you know losses in my family, was, was pretty big. That's awesome, man. That's a, that's a great one. It's really—you know—I'm sorry, obviously sorry for the losses, but it's a really yeah, good – yeah, no, I
1: appreciate it. It's a good, wholesome moment around it. And I always find, like, a lot as us as sports fans, a lot of great moments are either watching our teams win a championship and being there mm-hmm. for that, or watching an individual do something superhuman. Yep an astronomical like that's like even off the charts of what they're typically supposed to do right. michael fabiano thank you thank you for all the great fantasy insight you give to everyone throughout the season week 18 still going go check him out on twitter if you haven't followed him already you're crazy and you're a fantasy football player we know that if you're listening to our show you typically are so go check out fabs thank you so much for joining go, us fans
0: go listen to fabs podcast the fantasy football show more important Fabiano. yeah Co-hosted by the legendary King is, is That's right. the legendary Bob king, Harris. God Harris. Yep. 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 <laughs>
2: and, and, and produced by the one and only Toss, the champion of the belief. Some, some loser.
0: Believe. It's just some loser out there. Hey, the
2: stash, man, the stash is the, the stash. Are you going
0: to go porn stash? Like what's the deal? It's, it's my, uh, it's my playoff beard for the Cowboys. I, mean, I can't it's grow weird. any facial hair like here. It just looks really bad. I'm yeah.
1: I feel you. I look like a penny. I can't grow a mustache. so <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'd probably look the same way.
1: Yeah, Fabiano, thank you, man. Absolute pleasure. Be good, man. Hey, guys. Take care.
2: And
0: now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick.